Hello and welcome to this episode of Mama Up. I'm Annie Taylor and yes, we do have two episodes this week. The last episode was um, sort of a International Women's Day special and now I'm doing my regular episode, um, which I'm feeling a bit excited about um, because I've been meaning to um, record this episode for a little while and it just I just walked in the door from dropping my kids off after a very hard morning and I sort of decided that now is the right time. So this episode is called I'm Still Healing. Okay, so what came to inspire this episode was actually a friend of mine sent me a quote that she saw on Instagram a little while ago, um, and it's a quote from Betsy Stevenson, who is apparently an economist at the University of Michigan, um, and I don't know, I think she saw it on a parenting blog type thing, but she often sends me little tidbits that I might find um, useful or inspirational. Anyway, this is the quote. I'll just read it out to you. It says, People talk about how mums can lift a car off their children. But even though you can do it, it doesn't mean you didn't do damage to your body when lifting a car. 2020 was like lifting a car off your kids. And 2021 is going to have to be, how are those women able to heal? And I read it and I thought, yes. (laughs) Um, Because I think... There's, um, I mean, I don't know. I, I would make, I would hazard a guess that a lot of people are going to identify with what I'm about to say, which is that, uh, I think, you know, things have been difficult at the start of 2021, but not for the same reason that they were difficult in 2020. And, for me, it's a lot to do with the fact that because it's not the same as 2020, you kind of expect to just, I guess, go back to whatever you were doing in, say, 2019. You know, it's, um, you kind of get a bit stuck in this feeling that, you know, okay, well, it's over, sort of, (laughs) not really. Um, So I should just be able to carry on and I personally have been feeling really stressed and overwhelmed and having a lot of sort of feelings that I previously you know really didn't have I mean particularly in relation to parenting sorry I hear my creaky chair um you know I, I previously felt pretty happy with how things were going and pretty sort of confident with how things were going and lately I've just been getting more and more cross and losing my temper and getting really sort of fraught and getting very worked up about how um oh I suppose what I should or should not be doing and really loading onto myself in a way that I previously had sort of done a lot of work to to get myself out of the habit of doing um And so, look, I'll tell you a little bit about my 2020 because everybody's got a 2020 story. I think it's one of those things actually where 
the temptation is to sort of um, compare and rank everybody's experiences according to how terrible they were. Everybody had a really hard 2020. If you didn't have a difficult 2020, you definitely fluked it. Uh, and it probably had something to do with you really enjoying lockdown for whatever reason. I mean, I do, I mean, I suppose I do have friends who are in, you know, a couple and they don't have children and they both were able to work from home quite happily and harmoniously in lockdown and they don't feel like it was that bad of a year. But for those of us with small kids and, you know, money to worry about in terms of where it's coming from or, you know, finding lockdown quite stressful, you know, I think it's fair to say a lot of us had a really rough year and other people had other things loaded on as well. You know, it's just like any year. Sometimes there's even more stuff that would have happened anyway. But in my 2020, you know, I, I started the year off, um, well, I was pregnant. I was pregnant this time last year and, um, it feels like even talking about it right now, it feels like just an age ago. Um, and every time I think of anything prior to 2020, it feels like just, feels like a hundred years ago. <laughs> um, it was a long year, but, um, we, we, we began the year and I was thinking that I was going to be working on launching a lot of my offerings. I had organized myself a spot at the Seven Sisters Festival and I was there and I presented um, my birth stories circle with a group of women a couple of times um, and I was really excited and it was fantastic and my kids were all really happy and settled at kinder and family daycare and um, yeah everything was just really uh, going quite well <laughs> I was really happy looking forward to my baby being born trying to decide how I was going to go about that if I was going to have her at at home or if I was going to have her in the hospital again and just feel like I would go in sort of driving a bus this time um, rather than just letting things happen to me. Um, I was just trying to kind of hash that out. Um, and yeah, so that was the start of the year. And then all the COVID stuff started happening. And it was really, um, it was very intense because it was sort of like a door slamming shut. It was not a gradual thing. Uh, despite the fact that my husband had been very, um, kind of educated and informed and on top of it and been telling everybody like, this is going to be rough, everyone, like for months and people had been sort of going a bit, being a bit speculative, thinking he was being a bit of a drama queen about the whole thing. Um, when I say people, I mean friends, family, it was just generally, that was the attitude, I think. Um, anyway, so, but nonetheless, despite that fact, despite the fact that, you know, you know, we didn't have to do the freak out about toilet paper because we'd already been to Costco in January, you know, like it wasn't, um, which by the way, we always did. It wasn't like a big stress. Um, but we, yeah, we were just tootling along and then it really felt like it was actually on the weekend of my birthday. 
that everything came to a screaming halt. I was at home with my kids and my dad, who'd recently retired, he'd been staying at my house prior to all of this nonsense. And he came to my house and um, he came to get his stuff which was still at, was still at our place. Um, and he came over and he was very nervous. The whole COVID thing had really given him a big fright. Um, and so he, he basically came, he dropped off the presents for my birthday and for the kids for Easter, assuming that we wouldn't be seeing each other. And, um, he left and he really wouldn't, he wouldn't hug my kids. They were a bit upset about that, um, because they had like banned hugging at that point, um, like pretty much straight away. And I basically just sat down and cried for about an hour after he left, um, you know, realizing that I wasn't going to have any access to my family and realizing that I was getting steadily more pregnant and was going to be a bit alone in that and, um, you know, just simple things that started to very, very rapidly disappear, like the ability to take my kids to, well, to kinder to start, um, and then, um, to, um, just to the park. (laughs) Um, the kids and I, I think my warmest memory of last year is just that we would go to the bakery that was still open around the corner from our old place. Um, every day we would walk, we would take a walk, we'd walk to the bakery, we'd get something to eat. Like I'm probably, you know, completely broke having spent all this money on little bakery treats for me and my kids, um, throughout the lockdown and the pandemic, because I just didn't, um, I just was like, no, I need, I need to be able to be doing something that's giving us some sense of fun. I remember the house was becoming more and more trashed. I had no time to clean it. Um, I also physically was becoming really exhausted and, um, you know, that thing in pregnancy where you can't bend down to pick anything up and you just sort of get like, it's, if it's below the knee, you're like, whoa, it's dead to me. I can't possibly uh, do anything with that. And I was really hitting, you know, sort of April, I was really hitting that point in pregnancy where I was just like, oh, I just want to sit down. Um, you know, I was trying to squeeze in the meditation that I really routinely uh, incorporated into my day in a pretty strict fashion for each of my pregnancies. Um And I just, I don't know, I remember that thinking this is my last pregnancy and it was incredibly lonely and isolating and scary and, you know, by the time we decided that we were going to have a home birth because I was so angry with the reaction that the hospital had had to my concerns regarding um, who was going to be allowed to be present at my birth and everything that went along with it. Um, not to mention all the usual stuff that I just didn't really want to engage with, um, in the hospital system and my husband not wanting us to be in a hospital during a pandemic anyway. Um, we, yeah, it basically, 
you know, despite the fact we, we had decided on this home birth, I was still stressing. I was stressing about how, who was going to look after my kids. Was I really even allowed to have anyone to come and look after my kids? Was I allowed to have my birth photographer that I'd organized prior to everything? Um, was I going, you know, were the midwives going to be still able to attend or was something going to happen and they'd be taken off the essential services list? Like it was just... I just wanted to have a very peaceful, um, you know, uh, conscious pregnancy, which I still endeavored to seek out, but it was like, in retrospect, a very, very stressful time. Um, and all the work that I had planned to do, all of the services I had planned to kick off and offer, um, and even even the elements that I, I chucked out there that I thought I was going to be able to do, like offering support for people who were homeschooling um, as a teacher, because I knew that, um, especially speaking to friends, I knew that they were really struggling with it because just going from being a parent to being a teacher is not actually that smooth of a transition. Um, and it, it really was I was really hoping to assist people but by the time I got to sort of April or May I was just I was so worn out snowed under exhausted stressed um and doing as much around the house and with the kids and trying to hold up their experience trying to protect them as much as I could without being dishonest with them I was very clear with them about what was going on but I was also very um I guess very aware that I wanted them to still have, um, you know, uh, I wanted them to build resilience and to be aware of what was going on, but I didn't want them to be hurt and, uh, I guess, traumatized by the experience either. So there was an awful lot of me trying to create normalcy around what was going on for them and keeping them in family daycare was a really big part of that, especially when um, we were still allowed to, and when kinder was really not an option, um, and I guess just giving them any sense of routine was really important, um, but, you know, there was still, like, way more TV than I was happy with, there was way more, um, I suppose, um, way more stress overall, um, and just trying to exacerbate, uh, trying to exacerbate, trying to, you know, what's the opposite of that trying to sort of shrink that down as much as I could um as much as I could myself because you know there wasn't anything I could do about what was going on and it was certainly a year of surrender and recognizing that really control is quite the illusion um which you know you would have thought that birth would have taught me all by itself but um Last year certainly hammered the point home. Um, anyway, uh, you know, we we were sort of quite fortunate, I suppose, in that when my baby did come, it was right in between the first big lockdown and the second big lockdown. So my mom and my sister were able to come. They were also able to have my kids which in retrospect, I kind of think I would have liked to have my kids present at the birth. But um, at the time, I was so freaked out about how I was going to get anybody um, to travel, you know, considering the fact that I have babies quite quickly, I was quite nervous about the idea that no one would be able to 
get to my house in time to look after my children while I was busy trying to have a baby. Um, and I didn't want to be stressing about them while I was trying to, you know, birth. Um, so, you know, it was lucky in that my kids got to come up to Ballarat and have a few days with their grandparents. Um, but again, I, I have a lot of sort of, um, hurt feelings about the fact that I, I feel like I sort of sent them away, I suppose. Um, and anyway, but they, they had a fun time with their grandparents while I gave birth to a baby, uh, on my, well, largely on my own. My husband was there and my birth photographer was there. And then my midwives arrived, um, sort of shortly after she was, well, one of them and then later the other one after she was born in, in the birth pool at my house. Um, and I mean, that worked out quite well. I had quite a good experience. Um, but I remember feeling still quite like if I think about it, I think I was still pretty high, you know, uh, hyped up on cortisol and, um, I still felt that really snowed under kind of mist on everything, you know, misty blobby feeling of being stuck indoors for the amount of time that we were. Like literally the day before she was born was the first time I'd been to the shops in, you know, however many months, five months or four or especially because, um, even before the first lockdown, um, our family really went into isolation anyway. Um, so my isolation had probably been longer than it even needed to be. Um, so I, I just, you know, my, my family brought my kids back and we got on with things and, you know, I had, I'd been to the shops, I had a baby, we <laughs> were back all together. And then I think it was probably about, a, she was probably about a month old and we were staying with my parents. Um, my kids and I were staying with my parents. Um, we were only supposed to be there for the week, you know, it was like a, you know, little mini holiday. I think it might've even been school holidays. Um, it was, and anyway, so we were here, um, well here, this town, we were, we were staying with my parents and then the stage four lockdown came back into effect. Like it, it was literally like uh, an overnight situation. So, um, yeah, like we, we, we didn't know really what to do. Um, my husband and I had been talking about moving here, um, for some time. And, um, you know, there, oh, look, I won't go into the whole detail of it, but the situation was that with what was going on with his work and with mine and, um, with our babies and the bloody coronavirus and all the lockdowns and wanting to just be near to our family and my family as well, like we just, we, we sort of were being pushed and we were like, right, well, at the end of the year, we'll move. But this lockdown came into effect and we basically had to make this snap judgment. Are we going to just move like now, pretty much <laughs> like as soon as is humanly possible. Um, and basically it was literally a weekend and my husband packed up so much of our like stuff, our necessities, everything, um, and brought it up to us and 
like I literally moved in with, moved back in with my parents, um, and with my kids and we lived with them for about two months, um, until we found a place of our own. And, um, and then, I mean, it was just like heartbreaking in a way because then we had to make this big trip back on actual final moving day when we moved from my parents' house to um, where we now live. And it involved going, you know, driving back, driving back with the kids to get all of the rest of our stuff from our house that had been virtually empty um, except for our stuff for the last two months. Um, And, you know, except for when my husband had popped through there because he, um, he had work and he was still allowed to work. So, you know, it was just pretty mental. (laughs) Um, and then, but we then would go, we went back and we packed everything and I had a newborn still pretty much. I mean, she was a couple of months old, but you know, she was strapped to my chest while I was trying to pack boxes. The kids were really quite fraught, but they were trying to help with the packing, but, and they were trying to, like, we were really there to say goodbye to this place that, um, had been our home since all of my children had been born. One of them had been born there. Um, two of them had been brought home to that house. We knew that we wouldn't ever live there forever, but this was really not how we intended to leave. It's really not what we envisioned you know, we, I mean, I suppose we would have thought that we would, you know, do a house cooling and kind of do a real separation. And I guess, um, you know, that we would say goodbye to people and we would say goodbye to the place properly and we would have kind of closure. But this was just like the biggest rush job I've ever done of anything in my life. We just, it felt like we were, we were fleeing in a way. And there was no one who could help us because it was still in like stage four plus lockdown, you know, with the 5k limit and all the rest of it. And the, you know, only being out for an hour a day and all the things that had come in at that point in Victoria. Um, so we were just, you know, but we could move, we were still allowed to move house. So we did. Um, and we just, yeah, we, we had these really fantastic, really wonderful removalists who did the most stellar of jobs. Like if you want their number ever, just send me a message. Um, that, yeah, they were just fantastic and they made it so much easier in terms of, we got almost all of our stuff, um, in that one trip. They actually did it over two days in the end because we have so much crap. Um, but anyway, we, uh, um, it was very hard. It was very hard to say goodbye. It was very tricky for the kids, although it was very, um, I think good and cathartic for them. And I don't think that it would have been good to just slam that chapter shut on them without them being able to have that opportunity to say goodbye. Um, even though it was a very, very, very stressful few days. And I really don't remember how we did it like five days of just frantic packing and uh, children being beside themselves, like with tantrums and, uh, big emotional upheavals and all the stuff that we had to help them then work through whilst also trying to manage everything we were doing, letting them have hours of TV, um, you know, trying to take them in the backyard, but they don't want to be in the backyard. Oh my God. It was just insane. (laughs) 
Anyway, I feel like I've gone on too long about that now. But um, yeah, so we moved and we set up our house in Ballarat. We were very lucky to get a rental that would fit all of us and all our stuff and was really lovely. Um, and we were very happy that we were here, um, you know, especially because we were sort of hoping that we would be, you know, soon thereafter allowed to actually see our family again, since we were moving from their house into another house, we wouldn't be allowed to actually see them until the lockdown ended. So, um, you know, it, it was a lot of that. Um, and my mom was at that time also in hotel quarantine because there was a case of coronavirus at her workplace. So even though she hadn't necessarily been exposed, she had to be in quarantine. And, um, so she wasn't able to really be around even when we were living at, at their house. Um, so look, it was all pretty hard. I was used to having her around as well. Um, and then, then it came to, um, you know, lockdown lifted, things started feeling a bit more normal again. Um, and you know, then the end of the year started to sort of approach and we had had a holiday booked in New South Wales because we go to New South Wales every year at the end of the year, roughly. Um, and it was drawing to the end of the year and then New South Wales went into lockdown, um, in greater Sydney, but we weren't going to greater Sydney, but we were like, what do we do? Do we go and risk it and hope they don't lock the whole border and let you know? And, or do we try something else? Um, and we ultimately decided to go to Adelaide <laughs> instead. Um, and we cancelled or we put off our holiday that we had paid for. Um, luckily, the place that we had booked was very, very lovely and they let us put it off as credit for next year, well, this year now. Um, and anyway, we, yeah, that was fine. We were like, good, we'll just, you know, do that. And we went to Adelaide and we had the most wonderful holiday and the kids had the best time and it was so great for all of us because we really had needed a break after that year. Um, you know, and like, you know, the kids were now settled into their kinders and their schools and their, um, and their creche and, you know, so I'd done a lot of work to make sure all of that had happened too. And that was a lot, that was a lot of work after having a very, um, tight relationship with the most wonderful family daycare woman for the entire of my oldest child's life virtually. Well, since she was about 10 months. Um, and leaving her was just like the crap on top of the cake. It was just the worst. I hated it. Um, so that was very, very stressful as well. So we really needed that holiday and we got it. And then of course the New South Wales border did shut. And if we had been there, we would not have been able to get back. My mum wouldn't have been able to go to work. Um, and we wouldn't have been able to, um, function pretty much because we would have been either racing for the border and, you know, having been at our holiday for like a whole day, we would have then had to come home, pack some broken hearted children in the car and drive all the way back, which I know a lot of people had to do, um, and had to sit in lines for six hours waiting to get across the border. Like it's just, 
Oh God, so bad. <laughs> um, so awful, all of it. Anyway, then boom, it's the end of 2020 and now it's 2021. And I sort of think after that holiday, we all started to feel a little bit normal again, a little bit better. And it was okay. Um, I was thinking I was going to be returning to study. I've been studying psychology for a while and, um, and that I was going to see what to do with work and I was starting to feel a bit more normal again. And then it got to be right near my daughter's birthday and, um, we got put back in that, uh, three day lockdown over the weekend that her birthday party was supposed to be. And I kind of had a bit of a Vietnam flashback. It was actually really, I'd actually, you know, in sort of December, January, start of February, I'd I'd started going for a run every morning. Um, I started feeling good. um, And I'd started, you know, kind of getting a, a little bit of a rhythm back, you know, having a routine, taking the kids to their different, um, you know, commitments, school, whatever. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. Yep. We're, you know, we're getting there now. And then boom, that happened. And I don't know why. Um, but I just remember feeling like it was only supposed to be for five days, whatever it is. So not three, five days. And you know, that doesn't sound like a very long time, but I just felt the flood of what had happened over the last sort of, you know, 11 months just wash over me. I felt so overwhelmed for anyone who follows me on Facebook, you might, or Instagram, you might've seen me have a complete (laughs) meltdown tantrum about it because I was so upset that, um, that I, that I had this birthday party planned for my little girl who hadn't had very much fun, um, that I had organized really with, with the exception of our little holiday, like really, I I hadn't been able to plan much for her and I was really looking forward to it. And look, it was fine. In the end we postponed it and we still got to do it. But the fact that just the, the process of, um, you know, canceling it, for that weekend and putting everything off and having to break it to her that we were going to have to put it off and, um, all of the emotional baggage that I didn't realize I was still carrying from the last year because I was like, right, well, but things are going back to normal now. So, you know, it's okay. I'm fine. Um, but all of it just came up and was just like, I I just remember feeling it was like, it was like the, like dust settling all over me. It's, I just felt like I, even though it was only for five days, you know, most of us were talking about, yeah, it's only for five days until it's not because that's what's happened in the past. And even though I think most people would identify with the idea that even though we were like, well, it's only five days in theory, a lot of us were quite frightened at the same time and, and feeling very worried that we wouldn't know how to do 2020 again. It like, um, it was just, yeah, it was just, uh, an impossible thought. So look, that worked out. We still got to do a party a week later, um, with a small group 
and we got to, um, you know, do her pancake breakfast that we do every year um, at a cafe, but like a week later and it was all good. But um, I got to say, I haven't, I haven't really started running again. Um, I'm still feeling a bit fearful and a bit fraught. The last few weeks I've been shouting at my kids more than I think I ever have. Um, because I really don't, I don't want to shout at them. Part of my personal parenting, I guess, journey is that I don't really think shouting works for my kids. So, um, I'm very aware of the fact that a lot of my behavior is, is a bit NQR. And I've spent the last few months and particularly the last few weeks trying to figure out what to do with work, with study, with trying to, as I kind of mentioned in the last episode, try and have everything, trying to get on top of, um, you know, being the parent that I want to be and being the, the, um, the women's worker that I want to be and being the provider that I want to be and being, um, you know, I guess the person who looks after herself (laughs) that I want to be. And I'm finding it all to be completely overwhelming. I really, um, I can feel it spilling out of me in the form of being frustrated with everyone and, um, you know, and being shouty and being uh, locked onto things like getting really stressed out that we're late for school every day, you know, just stuff like that, that, you know, in in the big scheme of things, I suppose it doesn't really matter, but I just get really worked up about it and I don't know how to get myself out of the cycle. And I think, um, you know, taking it all the way back to that quote that I gave you at the start of this episode, um, you know, I think last year really changed us all. And it certainly changed me. It changed my attitude to a lot of things. Um, it changed my belief in, in what I want to do, um, in the next decade. Like I had a really clear image of what I was going to do and now I don't know what I want anymore. Um, and I don't feel like going for a run in the morning at the moment. I just feel like sleeping. And, um, I really think that there's this expectation. I don't know where it's coming from. Maybe it's an internal thing or maybe it's a societal thing, or maybe it's just reality, but we're kind of expected to, to pick up where we left off a year ago and just carry on and and get on with things. Um, as if, as if last year never happened. Um, and we're expected to kind of just remember who we were then forget who we've become now due to all of this insanity and for some people like actual trauma. Um, you know, we're just sort of expected to just go, okay, well, I'll just go back to being who I was before all of this nonsense and, and go back to what, what I know and what I was doing then. And I don't know about you guys, but I honestly feel like I've been in a snow globe that got shaken up and now I'm trying to just figure out which way's up, um, and where to go next and what I'm supposed to be doing and what would make me happy. Um, 
it just it it just is this thing that almost seems like an impossible task most of the time and i personally have really missed like women i've missed women's circle i've missed that sisterhood i've missed seeing um these incredible women around me and and having um you know an expert um woman's worker like lead me through the my year um well in no lead is wrong you know kind of guide um some of my practices to help me work with what i already had and what i already wanted to do um i think it's been just so hard for a lot of us and certainly for me um trying to navigate back to where i want to be and what i want to do and and what i feel happy about without that without that's you know without having the mirrors of other women without seeing myself reflected in them and them reflected in me um you know i just have really needed that and it's not been readily available um until more recently and certainly even though it is now um available it's like you're gonna kind of get back into the rhythm (laughs) um which I mean is why I'm I'm going to be hosting a a twelve month women's circle myself, but it's also a matter of me finding one that I need to sit in separately, um, where I'm not the facilitator of that. Um, but you know what, guys? I think you know the, this episode may not uh, exactly resolve anything, but if it if it can do anything, and the reason that I've kind of been so open in sharing my experience of the last year is that I think we do just need to be a bit more kind to ourselves and 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 show ourselves a bit more love and a bit more capacity for rest and just to you know like everybody said last year was a slowdown but this year is the slowdown if you ask me in terms of not in terms of like last year it was a slowdown because you literally couldn't do anything except slow down. You literally couldn't do anything that you wanted to do or needed to do in some, in some capacities. Um, you know, um, uh, this year it's a, it's a slowdown in terms of, you know, like I've been, I myself have been beating myself up that I haven't been going for a run. I've been beating myself up that, uh, I haven't been, um, you know, that I cook food for my kids, but then my husband and I have takeaway. Um, and I've been beating myself up that I don't know what I want to do anymore, um, with a lot of things, but I'm sort of realizing, and if, you know, and if me sharing this helps someone else, then, then that's the, that's the goal. Um, that really, we all just need to back off ourselves a little bit. Um, it's, it's going to get, I think it's going to get better. It is going to get better, but it, as that quote said, you know, we need to give ourselves time to heal. Now we've lifted this fucking car off our family in the form of, you know, trying to normalize, trying to make safe, trying to, um, protect, trying to, I guess, um, make the best of the situation. Like last year, I, I feel like we got really lucky 
you know, we got lucky in that we were able to move. We were able to still see family. We were able to still work. We were able to still go on that little holiday at the end of the year, you know. Um, We had our baby in between lockdowns. It was really a lot of really fortunate things happened that I happened that I was really, really grateful for. And at the end of the year, I couldn't understand why I still felt so broken considering that I had been so fortunate where many other people had not. And I think it's just, it just comes down to that it doesn't matter, you know, what your experience looked like. It doesn't matter if you think it was so much worse or so much better or, you know, than than other people's. It's the truth of the matter is that we all, we all, (laughs) as I said, had a really hard year in which we lifted a car off our babies and we are now expected to just limp along with the injuries that we sustained in that practice. And I would have to agree with Betsy that we actually just need to give ourselves time to heal. We need to be really focusing on what that means and perhaps even providing ourselves some like real abundance in the form of healing, you know, really doing things that love on ourselves and not being so self-critical all the damn time because it's not actually reasonable, rational or sensible for us to think that now last year is not here anymore, that it's all over and that, you know, Um, we can just go back to normal. Normal has been redefined. Okay, so thanks for listening. Um, I know this was a big one. (laughs) I sort of feel like I poured my little heart out and I really hope that um, those of you listening can can get something out of this. you know, sometimes I feel a bit awkward about sharing something kind of either personal or, you know, I, I don't, I feel a bit like I'm getting up on my soapbox and going on about myself, um, which can be a bit nerve wracking for me, but I think that it's important to share stories because I think that's how we all, um, learn. So that's why I've done this today. Um, so thank you for listening. Um, As I always remind you, um, if you need to find me, if you want me to talk about a particular topic, I mean, today I talked about a topic that was really inspired by a quote that a friend of mine sent me. So I'm very eager to have suggestions um, for topics or even just little inspirational notes like that help me out Um, because I think it's, you know, it's good to have... um, outside influence when you're making something for people to listen to. Um, But yeah, if you have a topic or if you have a question or if you want to know more about um, the podcast or any of the topics I've raised or if you want to work with me, um, all of that can happen at my website, which is AnnieTaylor.com. And it's T-A-Y-L-E-U-R in case you're wondering. Um, You can find that easily enough on the podcast um, information section if you're not sure about the spelling and um, I just another reminder that I'm currently taking bookings for June 
for, as I mentioned before, my annual women's circle, which you, once you enter, you know, nobody else is allowed in. I think that will be a wonderful opportunity for people who have found this year and a half <laughs> difficult to start to unpack some of that in sit, while sitting in circle with other women. Um, I'm also running a birth stories circle in June. So if you would like to come and share your birth story, that would be great as well. And uh, for any other, um, I guess, inquiries about tutoring, parenting support, birth support, postnatal support, um, or anything else really, or hypnobirthing, just um, send me a message and I will be back to you very, very quickly. And thanks again for listening today and I will see you next week. Bye.